This is Getty Cahoon, and you're listening to the Free Count Podcast. Everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you out this mountain called wrestling. And that's right. And by now, I wish you guys would just say, I am your Sherpa. That's right. That's what it is. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have somebody who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. So today, you can find this person at Chikara, the Monster Factory, M-A-W-A. You can find this person at TMP Expo. You can find this person at Rise, HWT, IWA, Vintage Pro, Eclipse, Dog, and Fusion. He is the most incredible person in the world, Getty Calhoun. That's a pretty big, most incredible person in the world. That's a big, that's a big standard you set for me. So hopefully I'm at least like slightly incredible after all that. I mean, or we could just be like, Mario, Waluigi, yeah. Waluigi, Waluigi. <laughs> the dumb stuff, the fun, dumb stuff that I do. That is, that is so cool. Cause you definitely, um, I was definitely watching on the, the comic book yeah. expo and I saw you doing that. And I was like, yo, that's so funny that yeah. you are like really open and like having so much fun with that too. Cause yeah, that, that's like a really just like, it's such a weird, but like weird in like a good way. It's like a very unique um, atmosphere to like have a show. Um, so it's the, the one that I did recently, it's too many games, which is a, um, it's like a video game convention in uh, PA. And um, it's one of the bigger, I think video game cons like on the East coast, I'm pretty sure. And um, so like one of the attractions they do is like the cosplay wrestling. And um, yeah, I don't know if you know, um, the guy who uh, books is guy, Mike Goldstein. He's like a, a local um, worker. He's been around for a while. He's a good guy. And I just like got on from meeting him. And um, it's just, it's just like a really interesting crowd because they're not really like wrestling fans, a lot of them. And I think it's like, I'm sure, you know, you've done your share of crowds that aren't like, you know, really like, hardcore wrestling crowds, however you want to say it. And a lot of times, like, those crowds are better, maybe. Right. And I think the the cosplay crowds are so um, just fun and, like, kind of, like, intense in, like, a, in, like, an interesting way because they react to things a little bit differently. They haven't maybe seen every single move and they haven't seen a million matches. So it's, like, sometimes, like, by doing the simpler stuff, you get, like, a better reaction. But then you do, like, the goofy stuff. You do some of the Gaga stuff. But... Then you do like you know the the cool stuff like you you sneak like a, a little bit more like complex spot in there or something and they're kind of like oh shit like the, oh, can I curse my is that cool everything like um but you know so <laughs> yes, you're kind of like curse. you're okay, very well yeah, yeah yeah I I try you know just wanted to make sure you know after <laughs> I already did it um yeah but those are those are some really fun shows and I think it's like it's like you said it's like it's kind of a thing where you, you can't be afraid to like put yourself out there and like be kind of dumb. But it's like that dumb fun that I think like is like that's like the best part of wrestling is doing that like dumb fun stuff. Like when you distill wrestling to its core, that's really what it is, right? It's like dumb fun. Yeah, you know? it's one it's one of those things that I like definitely enjoy about about wrestling is that <laughs> wrestling is it, it can be like whatever you want it to be, right? And whether you want yeah. to be like a comic book character or you like model yourself after like your favorite TV show sure. or just whatever, it's it's crazy to think about like how wild the world is of wrestling, but then you think right. about like cosplay and like yeah. you're now now you're mixing in cosplay and wrestling and like 
you have yeah. all these different entities and mixes that you can now throw together where like uh-huh. you know waluigi and, is like facing off yeah. against off against deadpool <laughs> yeah and, and and it's like i don't even know how like the the you know you were you were doing it the the wah thing which is like you know it's like a riff on like the daniel bryan like the yes like that whole character that he was doing in wwe like back in the day that got super over and at one of the shows, one of the cosplay shows, I just randomly decided to do that. And it just was like, the people who were watching, like, instantly, like, understood what it was. Like, even, like, the non-wrestling fans, I think, you know, you just do a chant and they chant. And it was just one of those things that it got, like, such a good reaction. And it's, like, it's silly, but it, like, it makes sense in, like, a way, like, the weird logic of wrestling, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. where you get the crowd to kind of bite for something that is sort of goofy, but it's, like, you have to commit 100% to the goofiness. You can't You can't do it with, like, a wink. I don't like it when people do things with, like, a wink. You know what I mean? Like, in that moment, even though I'm wrestling as, as Waluigi from fucking Mario, which is stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> but it's, like, in that moment, that's that's what I'm doing. So it's, like, you have to just get behind what you're doing 100%. If, if they – if somebody – even a even a crowd that isn't doesn't have like a high wrestling IQ or it's young kids or something. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but they can tell when like you're not into it. And I just think yeah. like, that's a big part of it. You have to be a hundred percent behind what you're doing. If it's the dumbest thing ever, or if it's like some super cool, serious shit, you have to just you have to believe it. Because if you don't believe it, then the people watching aren't going to believe it either. So whether you're you know Waluigi or the real Daniel Bryan having some fucking you know crazy death match, like you have to. You have to be there for it or else it's just what's the point, you know? Yeah, it's interesting, too, because it's like something that I've been like starting to learn and understand more and more now is that like you have the the intent has to be there and you have to be able to turn it up on a dime, which is like something that like I had a lot of good like mentors come through and like tell me they're like, listen, like the one thing that you're in, like just for me, like full transparency, when people like try to figure it out, like uh, like I'm missing that second gear. And mind you, I've only I've only been in the business for just over two years. So everybody's like, you're missing that second gear that like, when does Red Dog want to win his matches? And it was very interesting Mm -hmm. to hear that because I was like, like the whole time that I've been working, I was like, nah, I've been like always trying to win the matches. But then like I go back and watch my matches and I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm like at one level the whole time. Uh At no time do I go up. So like even though I'm bought, bought into my own gimmick and my own style, right. like, there's never been that, like, holy cow moment. Like, you got to w- try to yep. win the match. And sure. I, like, because like, it's very interesting. Even if you perfectly understand who you are, there's, like, all these ways that you have to convey that. And it's, like, so many different little minute things that you have to do. It's like you say, it's body language, it's facial expressions. It's, like, the way you do the moves, you know, later in a match versus earlier in a match. Like, all those little things. And it's, like it's hard man like it's 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 not easy to 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 nail that stuff and i think um especially like you know having only been in the business like two three years like you were saying like sometimes like that stuff takes out it's it's dozens and dozens and hundreds of matches sometimes where that's like really click you know because i started training in um 2014 so i've been doing it about eight years now eight eight and a half ish because it was like spring of 2014 that i started and it's like I can't even pinpoint the exact moment where it was finally like, oh, like now this makes sense or oh now that makes sense. Cause it's just like, it's the the repetition and like the constantly doing it and stuff. And then eventually it's something that you just feel. And one day you'll have a match and you'll do it. And those people that told you like, hey, you had to do this. 
they'll be like, oh, you did it. You know, Red Dog wanted to win that time. I could tell he wanted to win. And it'll be something that you'll just be like, damn, really? Like, it's, I feel like you can't, to an extent, it's like you can't even try. Because when you think about it too hard, it's like it doesn't, because so much of this is like, you know, wrestling is such a weird thing because it's like, it's like a sport, but it's also like a performance art. So it's like, and, and I think a lot of it is like instinctual. I, I think like the best guys ever in wrestling are guys that just, had some kind of like weird natural inclination to be good at it, you know? And, and, you know, obviously a lot of it is learned. You have to learn how to do certain things. You don't just know how to do, you know, like a lockup and international stuff. You know what I mean? Like the mechanical aspects of it, but like the intensity and the character and like the way you move and the way you make things look convincing and stuff. Like some people just have like a natural wrestling instinct. And I think like the way to get good and the way to, to make, you know, that, to get to that next level is you have to take that natural instinct and like shape your actual training around it. It's so hard. It's like this hard, like it's this vague amorphous thing. It's like hard to even put into words, you know, Yeah. it's just, it's like, it's such a unique thing, but it just comes like a combination of time and like trying, but then like not trying too hard. And it's like, you force it, it's not going to happen, but you can't like, you have to always be thinking about it, but not thinking about it too much. It's just, it's like, you know, like wrestling, it's kind of convoluted and weird. Like, it's like just hard to put into words sometimes. Well, when like, you feel way, it, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the way it got explained to me was um, you got to think of it like uh, a power up, like in a video game, right? Like, yeah. when you're losing in a video game, you're like, oh man, I got to turn it up. And you always hit the power up. And then you're right. like, then you, then you obviously activate, right? And then you're like trying to win. You're trying to win the yeah. match. Like, if you're, you're, let's say you're playing like Street Fighter, right? And you're like, you lose the first round, but you know you can't lose the second round. So you're like, you like crank up everything and you're just sure. mashing buttons faster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. It's combos. like a, that, that sense of like desperation and like, like you're trying to like claw your way to like a win. And I really like, um, you know, you see it a lot in like uh, more like Japanese style matches where like guys will, you like hit their finish. And then, like, pick the guy up and hit the finish again, like, a second time or maybe, like, a third time. And, like, that's the end of the match. Like, I love that kind of shit because I think, like, that's, like, that better level of storytelling where, it like, it, it's kind of, like, a lot. But it makes sense because it's, like, you know, like, uh, I think in one of his recent matches with uh, Seth, I think Cody Rose did it where he hit the crossroads and he just picked him up and he did it again. And it's, like... Because why would you not do that? Like, you, you if, if, if the guy is down from the move, why would you not just do it again just to really make sure if you really want to win that bet? So I think, like, that's, like, a good way to express that that I kind of gravitate towards. I mean, I, I like Japanese wrestling, so maybe that's – I'm just biased. But, like, I think, like, it's, like, little things, like, little different interesting ways that you can show. Like you said, like, Red Dog wants to win. He wants to win. Like, how do you show it? But I think that's a good analogy, like, the power-up, like, that, that – I love that big facial expression, you know, when you get that – you hit that false finish or whatever it is. You hit your signature move, that kick out, and just that moment where everything breathes. You see both guys' faces, and it's like, damn, like, what now? And you want that what now to be like, damn, like, what now? Not like, oh, what now? Like, they did everything. I think some it's a it's a slippery slope. Because sometimes you get that what now where it's like, okay, well, they, it's a 45-minute match, and they've hit every move humanly possible. So, like, what now? And then it's like, you want that other what now? That, that like, damn, like, what's next? What's possibly going to happen? And it, it's it's can be hard to convey that it's it's, it's like a you know it, it's like a weird dance where everybody has to be on the same page. Every single element has to fall into place, and you're like, that's like good wrestling. Yeah, it's something that like 
it's it's weird because like I've seen other people who are like helping me and like and shaping me and mentoring me, right? And it's it's interesting to hear like everybody's like philosophies. And sure. I got so like I not that I'm like name dropping here, so I'll end up picking this one up later. But when I was talking to Darius <laughs> Lockhart, uh sure. he was like you know, he's like everybody. He 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 was like, "Hey, everybody has their own different philosophies on wrestling." I can tell you my philosophy, but I don't want to interfere with what your trainer has been teaching you. And I was sure. like, you know, and I understood that. And like now, like I'm looking at everybody else, I'm like talking to them and and realizing like, oh, there's a lot of ways to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of have to mold your own style to uh-huh. it. The thing that I always heard was like, um. It's like different flavors of ice cream. I think that's like the the way that it usually gets put. That's like I think every fucking indie pro wrestler has heard some variation of that phrase because it really is. It's like you you'll be in front of different people, and and in the years I've done so many like camps, like you know, especially back when I was like first breaking into the Monster Factory, like my first couple of years, like they did so many like camps and stuff there, which is really great, like to be around like. <laughs> Uh, you know, like first breaking in people like Les Thatcher and like Rip Rogers and stuff would come in. Um, uh, he's the uh, the blade now in AEW, but the time he was Braxton Sutter did like a really good seminar one time. And it was like, just like all these different ways, basically, like you said, to learn like the same thing. And it, it feels overwhelming sometimes because it's like you'll get, a lot of time you get conflicting advice, you know, straight up. Like you'll get somebody to tell you do something one way. And you'll do it that way. And somebody else will be like, I hate that. Like, why are you doing that? that way? It's like, <laughs> it's not that it's wrong. It's just that you're never going to please everybody because everybody has a different outlook. Like you said, everybody has like their own thought process on like how you should take a hip toss or how you should sell a forearm. So it's like, you have to just make sure you do it well enough that even if somebody doesn't like the specific way that you did it, they can't be like, that was bad. They'd be like, I don't like that, maybe, but not that, like, oh, that was terrible. It just wasn't my cup of tea. It wasn't my favorite flavor of ice cream. So I think, right. like, that's, like, such a hard thing. And, and it's hard not to get discouraged sometimes. Like, if you, you know, you like doing something one way and then somebody tells you they don't like it and then you're like, well, maybe I should change it. And it's like, well, do you change it for that one person or do you just take that advice under advisement and keep doing it the way you, you know what I mean? Like, learning chain wrestling a lot of the time which I personally don't really like. I don't do a lot in my matches because I just don't think I, I don't think it looks good when I do it because I'm just not a smooth person. I'm not like an athletic crisp person, but, um, you know, people like I would sometimes, you know, as once I had a few years in, I would sometimes help younger guys with like lockups and chaining like basic shit that like anybody with a couple years can kind of teach and guide people on and, guys would be like hey what if i get out of a move this way or what if i did this and i'm always just like hey man as long as it like looks good i don't think there's any like right or wrong way to do this shit but you know you might get somebody else that tells you don't ever do that or i'll stab you in the throat because you sometimes get those guys that are like you absolutely can't do this this way and then but it's kind of like navigating like a minefield (laughs) just learning how to do this shit sometimes but you know that's part of the fun of it yeah, it, and it's it is it is weird to know like, hey, like, cause you know, and 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 those who pay attention to the wrestling scene will like totally understand this. And sorry if I'm peeling back the curtain a little too far, but like, certain places you're working on the left side, certain places you're working on the right side. And so like, I was in a match recently and uh, took a hip toss the way wrong way, <laughs> and like, my trainer came back to me. He's like. 
why did you why did you do the hip toss that way? I was like, yeah. I didn't. I took the hip toss. It would look right. dumber if my if my partner's here like like this, and I was just like, nope, I'm gonna crew right by you. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like one of those things like where that that's what makes wrestling so difficult and unique is like you have to adjust on the fly to like weird shit like that. You know what I mean? And it's like Right, like what could you do? You just had to take the move, right? I mean, sure, you could have done maybe some whole convoluted way to fix it, I guess, but sometimes it's easier to just get to the next thing and just get through it. You know what I mean? Like it's hard. You sometimes have to make those little compromises. And you know, I, I'm um I vividly remember one time when I was like again, like a year in, maybe two years in, and I just I was in a match and I, I don't know what happened. I got, I just got like a little nervous or confused or something. And I, I whipped the guy that I was wrestling, but I like grabbed like his right hand and did like this weird whip thing that just looked nothing like a whip that any human should ever do. And even like being so new, it was, I knew I should have done it. But it was like, I was already like midway through the motion. I was like, I have to commit to this now. And he had to do it and he had to run, you know, and take the whip for this shitty whip. And I got to the back and everybody was just like, Hey, what happened? And I was like, I don't know, man. Like I'm, I'm 18 years old. I'm uncoordinated and unathletic. And I just, I had a brain fart. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Like, and maybe like, you know, I, I felt so bad because it's like, it made him look stupid, you know, like I didn't care about me, but it was just like, I felt bad for the guy, but it's just like little things like that, man. Sometimes in the moment stuff happens. I feel like that's like 90% of wrestling. It's just adjusting for things like not happening the way you think they're going to, whether it's one individual person's fault or just both people or nobody's even at fault and shit just sometimes changes and doesn't hack out the way you think it's going to, but that's kind of the, 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 the beauty and the, the, tragedy of wrestling is that it's it's you always just want it to go exactly how you planned it and it never does and it never it never does. never <laughs> what never like it's funny because like perfect. in a match i had right it was a three-way match and uh sure. one of the guys in the match he uh he just came right up to me and he was like buddy i am lost and i was like listen just <laughs> chop me in the throat and then go hit the other dude with a headbutt and like the way I was expecting him to like throw chop me was like, well, like an, you know, like an X. Yeah, right. Nice and safe. instead, he just dropped back and was just like, Kah! like right, her right, like straight karate chop <laughs> yeah. me right in the throat. And I was That's like, so funny, dude. Serious, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't asking you to kill me. Like, <laughs> it was a real fucking. That's hilarious, dude. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I I one time I was at a training match like years ago and. Uh, we were just like calling stuff on the fly, just like rolling around. And I, I, I called the guy. I was like, um, "Hey, give me an RKO, like a cutter." I was like, "You got it, RKO." And he was like, "Yep." And so like we got some separation. He just like super kicked me in the neck. And I was like, "What part of like that was remotely similar to an RKO?" And it was like funny. It was like it fucking hurt, but I was laughing about it because it was just so funny. I was like, "How did you get that?" I forget what he said. He was like, "Oh, I just got I got flustered or something." I was like, "Let's see, you tried to." dislodge my trachea and kill me like holy shit but um you got yeah, flustered and the first thing you yeah, thought was kick him in the neck let me kill <laughs> let me kill this guy because i'm flustered but um yeah and I, I think like like what you said like having somebody in a match just be like hey man i'm lost and i think like for me i get like that's something i have like bad anxiety about like when i call my matches is, is like stuff getting forgotten like you know, and little things is whatever like you forget one little spot that's not a big deal but i i have like i don't like when large 
swathes of a match are forget. You know what I mean? Which I think anybody probably feels that way because then the whole thing falls apart. So I'm very big on like I always know like the whole match, like punch for punch. Like even if it's like a multi-person match, I always know like my partner spots, the other people's spots, everything. So that if somebody ever says that, like, hey man, I'm lost, what's next? I'll always tell them, like, oh, you have to go do this and get so and so and this, that, and the third. And it's like that's the one thing that I always feel like I've prioritized as like I've got more experience and stuff. I've always tried to be like a good um like a good general. And that's one thing that people have always and not to be like, well, look how great I am. But that's like one thing I always think like people have complimented me on is because I'm I, like I said before, like I'm not some super athletic, like really crisp wrestler. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm just not a very coordinated person. Not that I'm not that I look like I don't know what I'm doing, but it's just, I'm not, you know, like Kurt Angle in his prime, Shawn Michaels, like some technical master, but I always am there for everything. And I always try to keep things under control. And I think like, that is something that unless you're actually in the business, like you can't understand how important it is to have like a good, like a good general, like somebody that really knows like, and knows every spot and can take control of the match if need be, you know what I mean? And like, that was something that um, one time I did a, like a little back um, years ago, this was years ago, uh, Chikara did this little thing. They would do this thing on like Sunday afternoons. They called it like, um, I don't think it ever even got uploaded or anything, but they called it like the incubator or something. And it was like a student show, but there wasn't any fans. It was just like a, a, a trained show, basically. It was like a full gear show with like entrances, but they just did it as like like for reps. And um, they had a match. It was like this crazy, like clusterfuck, like six team, three team tag, like triple threat tag. And uh, after the match, like the big feedback we got was just like, they were like, you know, like the match was a little sloppy. It wasn't like a horrible match. wasn't great. But they were like, you know, they were like, you guys, they were like, Getty, you really, you're a general, man. Like you held it together. And that was always like a compliment that I really took to heart. And I, I feel like that's how I've tried to apply my skill as I've gone through the years, like, like playing matches and, and doing different promotions and stuff. Like I always try to be like that general, like that person that you can look at me and be like, Hey man, I'm lost. And you'll know, like, I'll tell you exactly what you have to do, whether you do it or not, whether you get, get unlost and figure it out after that, that's on you. But I'll definitely remember somebody's <laughs> got to, uh, like, there's gotta be that one person in the match that shoulders that bird and like, okay, I'll, 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 I'll help you. If you get lost, I'll remember everything. That's awesome. though. So I am, I'm a big proponent of asking this question. I really wanted to, I, I love it. It's one of my favorites. And I think sure. a lot of people who listen to the show, it's one of their favorites. But what's one of the worst bumps you've taken? <sighs> that's a <laughs> that's kind of like, like opening a can of worms. I've taken a lot of really stupid, dumb bumps. Um, the worst one immediately that I can think of is I was uh, – there's a guy who is uh, based around here, East Coast. I think he lives in Maryland now. Um, it's Hyena Hex. He, uh, he wrestles under. Um, and he's, he's, I've known him for years. Like I like came up with him. He, he trained at the factory. He broke in, I think like a year or two after me. And he and I had like this long series of matches, uh, back in like 2019 on those monster factory shows. And, uh, he's a really great guy, like good, great worker. He's a freaking space alien. He's a goofball, but like, I love the guy, but he, he and I had a hardcore match at one point. And, uh, I was like, Hey man, why don't you do that suplex bump that, um, Mick Foley does. I was like, why don't you suplex me onto the steps? 
and at the monster factory they have like legit like steel steps like they're heavy like you can't you can't like throw them into the ring they're not like gimmick steps like they're like heavy like dangerous like iron steps and i was like yeah just like suplex me onto the steps i was like that'll be cool and it was like it was so unbelievably painful because it's just like the unprotected like meat of your thighs like going onto like these sharp steel steps and like your lower back and it was just it was so bad and like i knew it was gonna be bad i didn't think it was gonna feel good i just wanted to do it because i was like this will be cool and i'm just being reckless with my body but it'll be cool and i did it and i was like that wasn't even cool like to be worth it i was like that was just horrible like it hurt so bad dude that was like bad and it was like the way they were filming they didn't even get like a good shot of it so i don't think it's ever like seen the light of day i was like that's gonna be awesome and that's on us for not being like hey by the way i'm gonna do this dumb bump can you make sure you film me when we go near the stairs but that was a bad one that was like after that match i was like limping for like a couple days i was like yeah that was a, that was just so stupid so dumb but i just like i did like a missed um i did like a missed senton to the floor once um which was pretty stupid um somebody uploaded a clip on twitter and i think somebody saw it like i think it was kenny king somehow randomly saw it and he was just like he responded to the video and he was like there was literally no reason to do that and i was like yeah you're probably right thanks thanks kenny i'm a huge yeah, fan thank you yeah thank you you're i don't disagree there really was no reason to do that speaking as the guy who did it i'm pretty sure you might be onto something but um yeah those two are both pretty bad and there was one but those were like intentional uh there was one like a botched thing uh where i took like a suplex like off the apron which was something that i thought was cool like i did it in like a couple matches and i thought it was cool for like a big bump like just like a vertical off the apron, like to the floor, like a snap suplex, which, um, you know, it hurt, but it was like the first couple times I did it, it was like safe. Like I just went straight over and just hit the ground, which sucked, but it was just like a cool, like it looked cool. It got like a good reaction, but I did it in this one match and we, our timing was just like a little off or our positioning was. And when I flipped, I like swung and like my lower back just like smashed on the fucking apron. It hurts. It was bad. Like I was like this. I was like, I just like broke my spine. <laughs> I was like, this is not good. Like, and I was fine, but that was a bad one. I never did that spot again after that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm not risking that again. And there's, there's not many things where I've done it and been like, yeah, I'm never doing that again. But that and the, uh, the Foley stare bump were pretty bad. Those are ones that like, that was like three years ago, I took both of those and I've, I've never attempted them either since. Cause it was just, I was like, I just think maybe I'll save this for like the time I've run TV. Maybe that's a better idea. If that ever happens, you know, maybe I shouldn't be killing myself like on these, you know, smaller shows. Maybe I'll just, I'll, I'll keep those in my back pocket of my bump card. I won't use those up now. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, when I, uh, when I get in front of those like big, big, tall crowds, then I'll uh, yeah. I'll, I'll throw it in there. But otherwise, yeah. I'm just gonna be uh, this is what we're gonna hang out for right yeah, now. That's, right. that's something and I love asking this question, right? Because it's it's one of those questions where like I I le- learn and I'm just like, you know what? That's yeah. just not something I think I don't want to do like yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've had I've had plenty of times where like I've wrestled guys and I've been like. Hey, uh, I want to do this. And they'll look at me and they'll just be like, well, I don't think you need to do that. Like, you don't need to do that to yourself. And I'm like, yeah, well, we don't need, if you want to get to that level, we don't need to be doing any of this. You know, we're pretend fighting and beating ourselves up. So, you know, if I want to take a bump on concrete, I don't know why you're so concerned about it, but, um, 
you know, the, the, I, you know, I appreciate when people are like, Hey man, maybe you shouldn't do the stupid shit. But I, I think like there's a healthy amount of stupid shit you can do, but that's, you're right. That's definitely a good way to know, like put that in your little notebook. Like do not take McFoley bump onto steel uh, steps. Save that one for, um, save that one for TV. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember, well, like, even like when we had, uh, we had TJP on the show, he was talking about a bump that he did. Like, he's taken his bump numerous times, right? And it sure. was like a, it was like a head scissor takeover. It was like a head scissors. Uh, he like jumped over the top rope, but he was like on the, so he was on the, on the mat and he ran, he just jumped, he just did it, did it to the outside, flipped the guy over. And, um, He's like, I don't know what happened. He's like, yeah. as I went to jump to grab the top rope, like I missed top rope and I still got the head sister and then like flipped him off. Yeah. And uh, he's like, and I landed on my neck. And then uh, yeah. I remember like going like after the match and William Regal came up to me and was like, don't ever do that again. He's like, yeah, right. I don't intend on it. And he's <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I remember hearing that story, and I was just like, yeah, it's just not something that I want to do either. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Like, I don't think I'll be busting out a jumping out of the ring headsets anytime soon. Yeah, man, it's, <laughs> it's like, well, that's the thing. It's like, even if you've done something a billion times, like, sometimes, all, you know, the, the shit that you do in wrestling, even if you're, like, an athletic freak, even if you can do all that crazy shit, it's, like, such unnatural things to make your body do. You know what I mean? Like, all those flips and, like, landing so hard we you know i always would tell guys if i was trying to help like newer people with their bumps and stuff it's like you're literally teaching your body to go against its instincts of like bracing yourself when you fall and and not just like falling flat backwards defenselessly which is like you have to like unlearn all these instincts and you're just hurting yourself that's all wrestling is it's just you're just hurting yourself for like performance and it's like you know guys that do that kind of stuff it's like it's crazy like i wish i could do that kind of shit and it's like but all it takes is that one time. I'm not trying to be like, oh, they shouldn't do that style and those flippy guys are killing the business because I don't have that thought process at all. Like, I like that kind of stuff. I don't have an issue with it. But it's like every time I watch guys do that, like flipping shit or jumping out of the ring, anything where they go head over heels, I always cringe because all it takes is like just that one time where it's like a little iffy, you know what I mean? Like, even like, you know, I'm, again, I don't do that kind of stuff. I'm not like a big flippy guy, but I'll do like sometimes like a, senton like off the top sometimes i'll do like a like a flipping senton i usually do like a flat back once in a while i'll do like a like a front flip like a a, a not as cool looking swanton because i'm you know i'm not <laughs> i'm not jeff hardy but you know one time i did that and i just didn't you know cut the flip great and i landed like right on my arm and it was just like bad and i was fine like i really hurt myself or anything but i was just like, jesus like stupid like it's just like weird dumb shit sometimes and then like i could have like really you know, broken my shit and hurt myself. And, you know, good thing I didn't. But it's like, every time I watch guys do that shit, I'm like, jealous. Because I'm like, damn, I wish I could move like that. But it's also just scary. So much of wrestling is just scary. Like, modern wrestling, you know. It's cool, but it's scary. Yeah, well, it's like, even, you get hurt, like, on, even, like, on the simplest things. I know, like, recently I was, uh, we were in training. And uh, we were doing all of our bumps, right? Just regular bumps. And uh, I decided I was like, yo, I threw like a massive dojo bump, right? And I was just like, let me just let me just choke slam myself because it's just fun. <laughs> I don't know why. I just some yeah, right. like in yeah. wrestling, something's always loose, and that's apparently <laughs> is my. So um, anyway, so like I'm throwing these massive like dojo bumps, and one of the other students was like, yo, I want to learn how to do that. Was like, listen, and you just jump up <laughs> flat on your yeah, back. Yeah, right. I mean. 
it, this is what it is. And so this one student jumps up, like wants to do it, and then puts his leg down. Mm. And I was like, oh, and I'm so glad like he he landed safely. Sure. Okay, right. Yeah, right. But I, safely. Yeah, but yeah, he landed. And I was like, bro, like, don't ever put your leg down when you do it. Yeah. He's like, well, why? I was like, because you can just like dislocate yeah, your knee, right. dislocate your elbow. I was like, mm-hmm. you have no idea how much damage you can do just doing that. Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay. So then he's like, can I try it again? I was like, I mean, if you want to, I'm not going <laughs> to stop you. I was like, you already right. fucked it up once. Yeah, right. Why it's not try body, it again? Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then he did a dumb thing, too, because, like, he jumped up, kept his legs in the air, and he just reached for, like, he kept his elbows back and was, like, reaching for the ground. I was like, mm-hmm. all right, dude, you're never doing this bum. Like anybody ever, I tell you, like, hey, I'm gonna choke slam you. You're, you're just telling I can't. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I can't. Not, not yet. I have to, no. I, anything. I didn't get to that lesson yet. Yeah. yeah, it's like I think that's definitely a thing. You know, like guys sometimes want to. You know, guy, and again, I'm not one of those people that's like, we need to teach like these young guys. We need to break these young guys in hard, and they shouldn't be doing certain things. This, like, I get it. Like, you know. You start wrestling and you want to do cool shit. I'm not, uh, you know, but it's like a lot of guys, I think like they don't have a grasp of it and they start trying to do dumb shit. And it's like, so if you get hurt, you put your elbow down, you put your leg down. It's one little weird, dumb thing. And then like, you know, you're hurt before you even got started. It's like, just learn, you know, the easy, learn the simple shit for like a couple months and you can just do whatever you want. You can just do whatever you want. Once you know how to do like the basic shit. And if you want to kill yourself, that's on you. At least you know how to, you know, keep it together on like a simple level, and then if you want to do some dumb shit, cool. Learn how to do the dumb shit. Try to protect yourself. Yeah, yeah. right. Learn how to do the simple shit, and then learn how to do the dumb shit. Don't don't get it out of order. It's it's better if you do the simple shit than the dumb shit. Well, it's like, and I, I try to tell people like, <laughs> even when we go through like simple stuff like roles, right? Like I tell everybody, I'm like, listen, like this is the way you do it, and this is why because you know I was um, from August of 2020 to like early October of 2020, like I was injured for like eight yeah. weeks. I tore my abdomen doing a three quarter oh, wow. roll. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was out. And it was just cause I yeah. was going right arm, left knee. And so like, mm-hmm. now I'm such a proponent of like, hey, yo, right arm, right knee, left arm, left mm-hmm. knee. And when people do it wrong, I'm like, knock it off, bro. You're gonna <laughs> be like me. Yeah. Yeah, I am, um, you know, it's like, and, and a lot of time, like, those injuries and stuff, they'll hit you out of nowhere. And, like, you, you won't even, like, you won't even realize. Like, those ne- they always talk about that with guys on, like, TV, guys that are in major companies and stuff. They'll, all of a sudden, the guy will disappear, and they'll be like, oh, he's just got, like, a nagging injury. And you don't even know, like, what caused it. I mean, like, you know, back in, like, 2018, I um, I randomly started having these, like, really weird, um, like, post-concussion symptoms. And I had never, like, had a concussion, like, that I knew of. I mean, I you know, I had had them because I don't think any. I don't think anybody in wrestling doesn't have at least a couple. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I don't think anybody in wrestling doesn't have at least a couple. There's just no way. But I had never been, like, diagnosed with it. I had never had, like, a bad one that I knew of. And I just – I started having, like, these weird moments of, like, being disoriented and shit. And then, like, I ended up getting diagnosed with this um, this condition called VOR, which is, like, a uh, disorder that affects your vision. And it can – it's something that you can develop randomly – but it also can come from like concussions. It's like a post-concussion thing. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, I was, I was out for like six months and it, it was just like a, it, it was like a scary thing. Cause I didn't know if I was ever gonna, 
be okay. And it kind of came out of nowhere, you know? So it's like, you, you do your best to protect yourself, but you sometimes you never know if you're just randomly going to have that one moment where you're like, Oh shit, I'm hurt. You know? And it was, it was like a weird thing. Cause like, you know, throughout my life, I was never really like an athlete. I didn't play sports or anything. I was in like drama club. I was in like a TV production club. I did like that kind of shit. Like that was not the one kind of tangent, but like that was always the element I liked wrestling from like the performance aspect, not the athletic aspect so much. Um, but so for me, it was like, I'd never really been injured. I never had a broken bone. I never had surgery or anything really. And so for me, it was like weird. It was like, damn, I'm like hurt. It's just a weird feeling. And it was like, it was scary. And, you know, eventually the like, guy rehabbed it and I was obviously got cleared because this was years ago and I, I'm still working. But um, yeah, it's just like, sometimes like you'll just get, you'll have that random thing where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fucked up. And you don't even like, you don't even realize it's happening. And all of a sudden, like, you, you know, you're right there. And they could never like fully pinpoint if it was, if it was concussion related, because I'd never been like diagnosed with a concussion, but it's, you know, I don't think it was a coincidence that I developed this disorder after five years of wrestling. <laughs> it didn't just <laughs> randomly happen, but like, yeah, it was like, it was like a scary thing. It was like, you know, I tried to, I tried to be careful since then, but it's also like, you know, sometimes you don't look so careful you can be and still, you know, have the shit be cool and fun. But like, yeah, it's, 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 you know, like you said, like you tear your abs with some stupid shit, or sometimes you might randomly start having, some other shit that you didn't even see coming. It's it's all just like scary sometimes. Yeah, and it was like a total gut check for me because like I remember I questioned myself and I was like, you know, like COVID happened and that kind of dead stopped my everything for my training. And I was like, yeah. maybe this really is a sign for me not to do it. Then I got injured and I was really like, all right, maybe that was the sign. Mm-hmm. And then some other things had happened, like as I was yeah. like progr- trying to progress, and I was like, all right, maybe that's the sign. And I was like, nah, yeah. I'm just gonna be. I'm just going to be hard headed right. and keep pushing through. And it was yeah. kind of, it was, you know, you, you learn like a lot of hard lessons, like while you're pushing in like your first couple of years. And so like, I wanted to know for you, like what's one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn so far in your career? Um, it's an interesting, uh, it's hard to think like off the cuff because it's like you're always learning shit, right? Like every, they say that, like everything's a test, everything's a lesson, everything's a test when you're in wrestling. And sometimes it gets exhausting because it's like, can I just stop being tested? Like, please, can I just wrestle and stop being tested? But it's just part of the business. Um, Yeah, you know, I think and when I was like only about a year in, um, there was this camp that we did and it was, it was a, like a three-day camp. It was like a long um, whole weekend where we just, we were there at the Monster Factory the whole weekend. And it was a bunch of different coaches came in. I, I forget exactly who came in for that one, but it was a three-day camp. It was very exhausting, very tiring. And, and on the last day we were doing like a Q&A. There was a show and then we had a Q&A and um, with, with the coaches and stuff, you know? And so we were sitting there, it was, it was very late and everybody was tired, everybody was exhausted. And like somebody made like a joke like correcting one of the coaches like everybody was like laughing about it It was like a funny thing it was wasn't a big deal they said like i think like kevin owens had just been signed to wwe and one of the coaches called him kevin steen and like somebody in the camp was like oh it's kevin owens which is like everybody laughed it wasn't a big deal stupid but it was like and then i was like i said to the guy who said that i was like hey man i was like stop like don't correct him because you're holding this up and i want to go home and like i was joking but like it was like a bad thing to say that because i got like chewed out like reamed like in front of everybody like screamed it was it was bad and i felt like shit i was like i was like you know 18 19 years old i'm still like a kid 
not that long out of high school. And it was like, you know, when like the teacher yells at you type thing. And I got like reamed for that. And I was like, I actually was so like, you know, and at the time it was, it was probably an immature thing to do, but I, I was like, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I was like, this is like, this is like, so I was like, so embarrassed and like, so devastated. I was like, I need a break. I was like, I can't, I was like, I need a break from this. Cause it's like, I, I can't take, I can't take being like yelled at and shit. Like, even though I did do something wrong. So that was a hard lesson to learn of like, sometimes you just have to, you know, even if you think everybody in the room is cool, everybody's chilling, you, you should never like, unless you trust every single person in there, like, like that's your boy, you know what I mean? Like you're real close and cool with everybody in that room. Better sometimes you just keep shit to yourself. Cause even if you think you're being funny, even if you think you're kidding around, somebody is going to not interpret it that way, uh, incorrectly or correctly. And I don't think the person who read me out was wrong necessarily to be upset. Cause like, it's like, you know, who is this like fucking 18 year old kid, 19 year old kid who's only a year in sitting here whining about like a one late night when, you know, I've had X, Y, Z late nights in my whole career. And I, I get that. I, I was just like, you know, and, and it's, it's maybe corny to say that, but at the time it was like, it hurt my feelings. It upset me, you know? And it's, and it's like, now it's something I kind of laugh about because it was just so long. I mean, it was eight years ago now, but, um, that was like a hard, that was like a, a important lesson learned like the hard way. Like sometimes you just need to keep your mouth shut. And I think that's applicable to like most aspects of wrestling. You know, again, it's like, unless you're, unless you know for a fact that everybody in a room is like, is your boy, like somebody that you're close with, probably better not to just try to make jokes or, or, or you know, fuck around and stuff. There's, there's a time and a place for that. And it's, it's better sometimes if you just keep your head down, listen to what's going on, just be serious. I think it's just be serious. Just kind of be like, listen. And that that was like a that was an important thing. And then after that, I've never, you know, fucked around like that again because it just wasn't <laughs> worth it. Even, even in times when I thought maybe I could, it was better. To just, and, and I'm I'm a person that like you know I, I'm kind of a low key guy that I keep to myself. But like I like to fuck around. You know, I like to fuck around. Who doesn't? I like to talk shit and make jokes and stuff. But I now it's like. It, it ever and if there was ever a time after that when I was ever in like a situation like that, like a learning situation, I always just kept my mouth shut because it was just better to err on the side of caution. And it's like people in wrestling will get upset with you or, or decide they don't like you or get offended by you at for no reason. So don't give them a reason because they could just look at your face and decide they don't like you. So don't don't give don't piss them off by whining about being you know stuck late at a, a show or something because that's it's just part of it you know and, and at the time i knew it was part of it but it was like just shut up and keep your head down especially when you're young and only a year or two in it's all just part of it man all the all the bad shit just just swallow the shit and listen and don't fuck around that, that was a like i said that was that was probably my hardest lesson it's something that i I laugh about now, but it, it was it was something that I I still regret it. You know, eight years later, I wish I had just not made the joke. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. So it is funny because you did say like uh like people will people can like you for like all sorts of re not well they'll dislike you for all sorts of reasons, right? Sure. Because you know we may have had a classy person on here who talked about how he had a punchable face and like people are always like, why are you smiling? Why are you yeah, doing right. this? He's like, I don't know, man. It's just my face. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's well that's the thing and and well he's lucky because it makes him a good you know it's it's uh for anybody listening it's mac it's classy max sterling who is uh, one of my best friends as a human not just a wrestler like i've known him for years he's a great guy uh but yeah he does have a very punchable face and, and I, i'm not afraid to tell him that um 
and he 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 does he does have a tendency sometimes to come off a little smarmy, but he means well. But I think like yeah, sometimes people are like, damn, is this like is he working or is he really like this? Like is is classy Max like the real person? Is this even like a gimmick? Is this even like a character? Um, when we did a, I, he he might have told the story because I'm such a good friend that I, I didn't listen to his episode um, yet. <laughs> but did he tell the story of the the ROH camp when that was told to him? Like some one of the coaches that uh, we did this ROH camp in 2019, and um, it was back when. Um, this is obviously years ago. So like Joey Mercury was still coaching there. Yeah. And he, he looked right at him and he was just like, he was like, you're just, he was like, you just have like an asshole face or something. But he was like complimenting him, but it was like, he said it in like a very tense way where you're like, well, is that a compliment or do you like really hate my guts? But like, I always tell Max that I'm like some, you know, and just to go off on a tangent, you know, he, he portrays a character that is like this smarmy asshole. And it's like when he's on and he, he hits all the notes of that character he's great at it because he has just like a natural look and sort of aura to him that fits that character. And, and if, if you ever hang out with the guy on a personal level, he's really not like that. Obviously, <laughs> I, you know, not every wrestler is really like a one-to-one, you know, my character is like some crazed sadistic person who get like, likes to hurt himself and torture people. And I'm not really like that, you know, maybe to an extent, but not really. Um, and, and it's like, it just goes to show how like, sometimes it's like you're you're more suited to portray a certain type of character and it's like when he gets into it it's like you said people believe it they're like damn this guy's an asshole he just looks like an asshole but he's really not but it's good because it's like you already know you're like okay i get it and wrestling is all about like simplistic visuals and simplistic ideas and it's like you look at somebody like max when he's all even when he's not gimmicked up because just he has that face and it's like you know what he's supposed to be and that's like an important thing in wrestling so it's it's good thing Max looks like an asshole because that's what his character is. Yeah, but when Max when Max and I had our our episode like that, he he did mention the story and he was definitely talking about how he's like somebody will like ask him or they'll be like talking and they just look at him and they're like, "What's your fucking problem?" And he's just like, "I don't I don't have a problem." No, no, your face tells me you have a problem. Yeah, What's right. your problem? He's like, "No, that's yeah. just my face, man." Yeah, he's like, "Please, I'm just trying to live my life." Like. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Damn, right. that, that sucks. <laughs> the burden, the, the cross he bears. <laughs> so what kind of advice would you give to like up and coming wrestlers? Um, yeah. So I think like that huge tangent I just went on about not saying stupid shit is probably like a pretty big one. That's, you know, there's a time and a place for it. I think when you're wicked boys, say what you want. When you're in like a learning situation, even if you think you're, cool with everyone it's probably better to just be serious because you're going to learn more when you're being serious um and i think like one thing that a lot of guys uh i think like don't learn fast i don't mean it fast enough like they don't learn it fast enough because they're not good but maybe it's something that isn't like introduced uh quickly enough in like the curriculum or whatever but like wherever you're training at but like i think like the basic structure of a match is like a really important thing to learn. Like once you get to that point, you know, learn your bumps first. That's the big thing. Learn your international, learn, you know, your basic key spots. And once you can do that stuff, and when you move on to that, um, you know, aspect of like calling matches and stuff, I think like the basic structure of a match, you know, which is shine, cut off, heat, come back, finish, which is you know that's like baby's first match that's the simplest way to distill it but that is like the essence of all wrestling that's like the essence of storytelling that's the essence of how you 
put a match together. It's the, how I do it anyway. And, you know, it doesn't have to be that black and white, but those are your ingredients that you use to make your art, right? And I think like that was something that I wish had been, I wish I had, not that had been taught to me sooner because it wasn't that it was not taught to me, but it was something that I wish I had like picked up on faster. You know, I had been wrestling about probably like two or three years before I finally realized like, oh, like this is how you're supposed to call them. Like, this is how you're really supposed to call a match. You know, my first couple of years, I was just kind of, you know, I would be there for everything. And I would listen to what guys would tell me and stuff as I got on shows. And I understood the concept of like, hey, this is your spot. This is when you're doing this, this is when you're doing that. But to finally have that moment where I was like, oh, I can put a match together now. Like, it makes sense. It has all those, has all those aspects of it. And it's telling like a textbook, like basic pro wrestling story. I think, I think guys really need to learn how to tell that textbook like pro wrestling story. Because once you know how to tell that textbook story, then you can mess with it. And then you can tell like the complex, interesting, crazy stories of like great matches. But it all comes from that thread of like that basic structure of a match. And I think like you want to learn that basic structure so that you can not do it so traditionally every single time but that's that's like a big thing for me i'm like a big believer in like you need to know the basic structure of a match and then from there you turn it into your complicated because i think like modern wrestling especially uh is very i mean you you know you're you're a modern indie wrestler it's very based around like more complex spots you know you call longer you call more of your match nowadays and and i like you know feeling it out there and doing it in the ring and stuff but i think like that's I, I personally like don't have an issue with that. I know some guys think like, oh, guys call too much. Guys do too much of like punch for punch calling. I personally think it's better that way because if you're both exactly on the same page of every single thing that is going to happen in the match, it has a better chance of, I think, being good. But that's a whole other, that's a huge, you can do a whole podcast series about that freaking debate. But like, I think, um, <laughs> you know, guys, uh, you need to have more like complex, interesting, almost like I always, I always want to say complicated, but I think that has like a negative connotation. I don't mean it that way, but more just like complicated matches with like longer spots and more involved spots and just more complexity to them. And in order to have those complex matches and really make them make sense, because they have to make sense. It can be complex and, and long and interesting, but if it doesn't make any sense, then it's kind of like not fun to watch. Uh, so I think you just guys that are breaking in, you really need to learn once you're at that level, learn that basic match structure and get it down to a T, be able to have your, your five minute training match that you can do in your sleep, you know, and, and you know how to do that really well. And then you start building to those like more complex spots and more complicated spots and, and you get to do cool shit, you know, cause that's what you want to do, right? You want to tell cool stories and, and have cool matches and, and cool isn't always a million moves. I don't mean it like that, but, you know, just more of like we were talking about earlier, like more places to inject that character and like that fighting spirit and those moments of like desperation. And when, when Red Dog wants to win, when we know he wants to win and you can have that moment in a basic five minute match, but it comes across better in your more complicated, longer 15 minute match that still has those basic ideas, but you've, you've gotten to the point where you can, twist them into, into something more interesting and more complex. And I think that's, that's a big thing with me. Cause I, I like when guys have more interesting, complex spots when I watch matches, but it all makes sense. You know, psychologically it's gotta make sense. So that, that's the thing. Just, just really learn your, your basic structure and your psychology and then build from there. Yeah. I like that a lot. It's cause like for me, 
it, it's funny because like I've heard I've had people who are like on the old school kind of side of things and I've had people on like the new school side and like I'm kind of like in this and I, I, I call it like this beautiful disarray of like yeah. awesome information where like you know like I'll have somebody will tell me hey we're gonna call this is what we're doing for the intro this is how the finish is mm-hmm. I'll see you out there kid and you're like <laughs> cool and then you have the other person that's like hey i'm gonna do a b c you're gonna do d e f and then we're gonna do g and then we're gonna hit h and then we're gonna go to z and i'm like cool yeah right (laughs) just go out there just do it right yeah right as long as you can do both you know you have as long as you can do both you're fine and it's it's easier said than done but yeah i agree i think i think falling somewhere in the middle is probably good i like i said me personally i like kind of hashing everything out and, and I'm the kind of person where I probably annoy people because we'll call it and it will be like, all right, cool, we got it. And then I'll come up to them like 15 minutes later and be like, hey, we want to call again. And then I'll come up to them like, like 10 minutes before we rest and be like, hey, you want to call it again? And I'll be on deck and I'll be like, hey, we're going to call it again because I just really want to make sure everybody's on the same page. And by everybody, I mean you because I remember it right away. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but, um, you know, but I think like you need some room to be able to throw those little moments in there. Like um, it's like a really stupid not stupid, but it's like a really simple example. But uh, years ago, um, you know, do you know um, a Primal Fear? They're like a trio based around here. Yeah. So, so Primal Fear. Um, I love those guys. They're like three of my best friends, and they're great wrestlers too. But um, you know, as people, I love them. But um, you know, I broke in with them, and there was a time when uh, Manny, or I can see eight. I call him Manny because I'm just so used to it. But it's Adrian Soriano. Soriano from Primal Fear. He and I were in like this long feud at the Monster Factory back when we were both still there. Uh, for like their top their heavyweight championship and they had this one match and we called a spot where i was like i dove on him and i did that shit where i got in and dove on him again and then they started chanting one more time after the second dive and i was just like hey man i'm gonna do it again and he was like okay and i just did it a third time even though we didn't you know i I like i like doing things to a t but in that little moment it was like let's just do a third one because the crowd was saying one more time and if they say one more time, that's like a big thing. That's like one of those like old school things that like guys like last stature and shit will tell you. Like if they say one more time, you better do it one more time. And I think like you need to do that. You need to have those little moments where you can improvise because wrestling is improv to a degree. So have your list, have your your complicated match that you call out. Because I'm never gonna tell somebody you guys eh, overcomplicated that, but you have to have those little moments where it can breathe. And that's something that I beat myself up for sometimes because I think once I'm out there, I sometimes do have a tendency to get too caught up in like the structure of exactly what we called and just getting from point A to point B that I don't allow for those little moments. And and it's hard. It's it's even eight years in, it's hard sometimes to find that balance when you, you want things to go to a T to what you called, but you do need some little room or a lot of room depending on the crowd and then the slot that you're on the card and everything and, and all that stuff. But it's like you said, it's, it's a mix. It should be a mix. It should be a, a mix of that old school mentality and that new school mentality. And I think that's like the best, that's, that's the best place you want to be in like mentally when you're, when you're calling a match, you don't want to be too much one way or the other, because then it's like, you're, you're too rigid. You know, it, it needs to be, I, I personally just think like when it's like that thing of like, Oh, let's just call, we don't need to call anything for the heat. Just call the opening and the finish and we'll go. And it's like, well, no, it's like, you know, it's modern wrestling and like people don't want to see if like we have like a 15 minute match. They don't want to see a heap. It's just eight minutes of me like just stomping you and doing suplexes. 
Like we need to call like actual spots. You have to have some spots and hopes and stuff that, and some guys are good enough that they can call that shit in the ring. And it looks like they talked about it for days, but you know, there needs to be some give and take. I think like, yeah, it's, it's a complicated thing, but I think like, like you said, that, like you said, and I'm not trying to insult anybody's style or anybody's mentality because somebody could come on here and just be like, that fucking idiot, like, I've called it that way my whole career, and what does he know? And nothing. I don't know, you know, uh, who am I? But I'm just, personally, my philosophy is that I think that you need to be in the middle, like you said. So I agree. The beautiful disarray, whatever you said it was, like, that's the perfect mix. It's the perfect mix. It's hard sometimes, but that's what, that's where you need to be at. So, like, someone's going to come on here, and they're going to be like, I don't like what he had to say. I'm like, yo, man, different flavors of ice cream. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, good luck, a long, a long, a long career of people not liking what I have to say. <laughs> that, that about sums me up. Oh, man. So, listen, like, those are all really, like, my heavy, like, hitting questions. But we do got to get into the second best segment of this Recount Podcast. And you're probably trying to figure out what the first is. It's the Red Dogs Power Rankings that you can find every Sunday on our debate show. Uh, but this is the Three Count Podcast, 10 Count Questions. Mr. Getty, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. Okay. And uh, whatever's your answer, that's your answer. Okay, quick. So so don't, like, ramble for five minutes like I've done with every other question you ask me. Listen, if you want to if you want to explain <laughs> your answer, by all means, you can explain your answer. We probably get into a whole debate about those uh, answers, too. Every time I ever do, like, an interview or something, I invariably get to this point where the person is like, yeah, so for this part, just be quick. Because I have a problem <laughs> with talking. I like to hear myself talk. Oh, no, because, like, if we get into a part where you're all of a sudden you want to explain and I'm on the other side, we're definitely going to have that debate. It'll happen. <laughs> all right. Yeah, let's do it. So let's put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. <laughs> and in the words of Mike Goldberg, here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Uh, lately, Raw, honestly. Okay. Favorite movie? Oh, God. Uh, Creep Show. Okay. Bet. Sonic or Mario? <laughs> Mario. Favorite cartoon? The Simpsons. Okay. Piccolo or Goku? Oh, Piccolo. That's not even... Who would ever answer Goku? <laughs> there, there's a few people out there who would be like, really? I love Goku, man. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, that man was just like, hey, yo, Gohan, go that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The real, the real question is Goku or Vegeta, and the answer is still not Goku. Pretty much anybody in the series, it's not Goku. You know, the funny thing was, is early on, like, when I was, like, really big into Dragon Ball, like, uh, I was really massive into Goku, right? And even going into yeah. my college years, like, I was a massive Goku fan. And my roommate was, like, he had to break it down and talk to me about why Vegeta was <laughs> such a better character. Yeah. And, like, I was like, no, still rocking. And then I find myself now, I'm like, yo, fuck yeah. Goku, dude. I am a <laughs> Vegeta fan. Yeah, no, dude, because I read, um, you know, as a kid, I watched Dragon Ball and stuff, obviously. But, like, recently, I actually, like, read the series. I certainly read the manga because I'm, like, yeah. big into manga. I don't – I like anime, too, but I like to read. And, uh, yeah, I was, like um, – I mean, Vegeta's actually a great character. And there's not a lot of, like, great character writing in that series. But he's actually, like, a great character. He has, like, depth and he has, like, an arc. Like, a lot of the characters in that series don't have, like, a tangible arc. And, like, yeah, Vegeta's great. You know, Goku is kind of just, like, you know, he's Goku. But Vegeta is, like, Vegeta's, like, a great character. And I, I will stand by that. I will, I will fight anybody on that. He picked Goku or Vegeta. Something's not right. Vegeta's always, fix, like, trying to fix things. Goku's like, I'll just fight everybody. We can wipe out <laughs> the entire universe, man. It's cool. I just want to yeah. fight the best. Idiot. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. Favorite actor. <laughs> 
Oh shit. Uh uh, it's hard. I don't know. Um, I'll just say that's, he's dead, but Sid Haig from House of a Thousand Corpses because he plays Captain Spaulding, and I love that character, so let's just go with him. I love Captain Spaulding. <laughs> PlayStation or Xbox? Uh, PlayStation. Favorite Easy. podcast? Oh, this one. <laughs> no, um, I like uh, I, I like uh, the No Sleep podcast is good, and I like for wrestling, uh, Solid Monster. Okay, bet. I like that. I was like, it's not like we have it marketed like everywhere, like somewhere <laughs> in this vicinity. Yeah, right. uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Um, on this podcast, I get somebody from Primal Fear, man, or all three of them at once. That would be fun. It, Great guys. It, it was cool, and I'll, I'll full transparency for those who don't know yet, but yes, they were on, and actually, they, oh, okay. So Max was on, and so was Primal Fear, and they all okay. nominated you. <laughs> Wow, my true friend, my rider dies, man. That's funny. Yeah, then I'll say Max too, even though he was already on. Just to complete the complete the friendship complete circle the jerk. Yeah, right. But all right. Uh and then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show, favorite curse word. <laughs> I say fuck a lot, man. It's gotta be the F the F bomb. Good old fashioned fuck. I tell people all the time, I was like, yo, the F the F word is like the best word because like yeah. it's so universal for like everything. You can say it for everything. Yeah. And there was this uh YouTube video that was called The History of the F Word. It's like the greatest <laughs> three minutes and like nineteen seconds of like entertainment. <laughs> like it just talks about how you can use it as a, a regular verb, intransible yeah. verb. You can use it as an adjective. <laughs> Every single word in a sentence was like really breaking right. down the usage of it. Yeah, it's it's just one of those words that just rolls off the tongue so easily. It's like that very <laughs> natural part of my vocabulary. I say it without realizing it a lot, and I have to catch myself sometimes. <laughs> well, like, uh, so those are all my questions, man. So last thing I do have to ask is to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. Sure. So um, on Instagram, I'm who is Getty Cahoon, and it's uh, who underscore is underscore, and then Getty Cahoon. Um, and on Twitter, I'm just Getty underscore Cahoon. And uh, on Facebook, I think I'm just Getty Cahoon. Like, if you just type that weird-ass name in, I don't think anybody else with that name will come up. And that is my real name, by the way. It's not a work name. I mean, I use it as my work name, but that is, like, on my birth certificate, on my Social Security card. People always think it's, like, a work name or a fake name or a nickname. Like, no, my parents gave me that whack-ass name, so... <laughs> Yes, who is Getty Cahoon on Instagram, Getty Cahoon on Twitter, and Getty Cahoon on Facebook. Find me. Bad. Well, there you have it. He gave you all of his handles, gave you all some great advice, and you guys just, you know, dissect this episode and listen to it. But you know what that means. Like every great part of a wrestling match, we got to take this home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast Presents Now Wintering. And like I said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. And man, that leads you up this mountain called wrestling but like every good sherpa you gotta have someone who's been there done that and can do it more efficiently than you can and that's why it's never about me it's about who's entering the ring and who's entering the ring today you see him right there getty calhoun is with us and you guys know what that means tune in to the next episode and be there or you are sitting here, you are subscribing to our YouTube channel, you are subscribing to all of our social medias, you're sharing it, you're com commenting, you're liking the videos, or you're just waiting for this episode to end, you're waiting for the outro, and then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Oh yeah, don't forget yes. to buy our merch. Peace! Wow, wow.
<laughs> What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast and in there you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. At ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.